Welcome back, everybody. Today, we're talking about Dollar General, the dollar store stock that, believe it or not, has been an amazing growth story. By the end of last year, Dollar General had tripled the total return of the S&P 500. But 2023 has not been kind to the discount retailer. Because Dollar General stock is down over 56% year-to-date, going from a high around $248 in January, closing below $109 so far in September. And if you look at their revenue growth, it's been growing steadily for over a decade, with over 10% in their most recent annual report. So what gives? Is Dollar General actually a buy right now? Let's find out. But before we dig into the business, let's look at some basics for Dollar General. So as you can see, Dollar General is currently trading at a price of $108.14. They are down 54.98% over the past 12 months, and year-to-date, 56.17%. And Dollar General pays a dividend rate of $2.36 per share, which equals a 2.18% dividend yield. And if we take a closer look at their dividend summary, we see obviously their annual payout. The payout ratio is 23.36%. They have a 15-year annual growth rate of 15.69% and dividend growth for five years. And if we take a look at that dividend growth, we see that they have an 18.8% dividend growth rate over the past three years and 15.69% over the past five. They actually don't have a 10-year dividend growth rate because they haven't been paying dividends for 10 years. They started paying their first dividend in 2015. But on the five-year and on the three-year, that's really, really good dividend growth. And just real quick, you can see in their dividend history that they started paying dividends in 2015, but it's grown relatively steadily since then. If we look at the Momentum tab, we can see that against the S&P 500, Dollar General had been outperforming quite a bit. The five-year and the 10-year and it's been a significant downturn because Dollar General had tripled the total return of the S&P 500 by the end of 2022. But just with what's happened this year, you can see that it's dropped dramatically to where now it's underperforming the S&P 500 basically on every timeline. Okay, so we have a pretty good idea of what's going on with their stock and how it's performing right now. Let's talk a little bit about their business. Now, Dollar General is the largest discount retailer in the United States by number of stores, with over 19,000 at the end of 2022. They're primarily located in the southern, southwestern, midwestern, and eastern United States. So how does Dollar General actually make money? Now, obviously, they own and operate discount retail stores. And if we look at their most recent revenue history, we can see that Dollar General's revenues or net sales for the past three years are as follows. In 2022, $37.8 billion, 2021, $34.2 billion, and 2020, $33.7 billion. And if you go back and look at the revenue growth for the past 10 years, you can see that it's been steadily growing every single year. In addition to net sales, the revenues are broken down into the following categories. Consumables, which accounted for $30.1 billion in 2022, about 80% of their revenue. Seasonal, which is $4.2 billion in 2022, basically 11%. Home products, $2.3 billion in 2022, 6%. And then apparel, $1.2 billion in 2022, 3%. And so let's dig into their revenue growth a little bit more. We can see that in Seeking Alpha, it shows a 9.79% revenue growth. Now that's trailing 12 months compared to the previous 12 months. But if you look at their five-year average, it's right around that same number, 9.86. So that's a pretty consistent revenue growth that they've had throughout the past five years. And if you go look at their financials, you can absolutely see that in the numbers. If you go all the way back to 2014, which is the farthest we can go here, 
you see that every single year they're getting steady revenue growth, even over the past year. And if we just take a look at the last two full years, we see that there's a 10.6% revenue growth from 2021 to 2022. So at first glance, the growth story for Dollar General actually looks pretty good. And if we look at some other growth metrics, we can see that they have some other positive things happening as well. Their overall largest segment, which is consumables, grew by 14.8% from 2021 to 2022, outpacing total revenues. And one of the measures that they look at quite a bit is same-store sales growth. And it actually grew 4.3% from 2021 to 2022. Now, it primarily grew due to average transaction amount as opposed to just core transactions, but it just shows that there's another lever that they can pull to get those revenues up. In addition, Dollar General opened over 1,000 new stores in 2022. So you might look at those numbers and say, overall revenue growth is strong, their biggest segment, consumables, is growing at a pace faster than revenues, and they're continuing to open new stores. So what exactly is the problem? The main thing that's been happening in Dollar General over the last two quarters is a slowing of revenues and an ultimate decrease in same-store sales. Same-store sales. Try to say that three times fast. I can't even say it once. So In Q1, Dollar General had net sales increase of 6.8% and same-store sales increase of 1.6%, which was primarily driven by an increase in average ticket spend with lower actual customer traffic. And then in Q2, Dollar General only had a net sale increase of 3.9% and saw a decrease in same-store sales of 0.1%. And not only are their sales numbers slowing, but their income and profit margins were also being impacted as well. In Q1, their operating profit actually decreased 0.7%, but then in Q2, their operating profit dropped 24.2%. And one other issue that I think is impacting them is the guidance and outlook that the management team gave at the end of Q4 was drastically different than what they experienced in Q1. And even in Q2, they had to adjust a couple things that they had said in Q1. So there's a little bit of uncertainty around the outlook and the expectations that the management team's given to what Dollar General is actually experiencing in the numbers. So let's take a look at their numbers and dig into the financials a little bit. So in terms of free cash flow, Dollar General's had quite a bit of variability for the past couple years. Now, they had a streak going from 2014 to 2021 of just steady operating cash flow gains, which actually looked really good. But then starting in 2022 and then 2023, and then if you look at the trailing 12 months, there's been a steady decline in free cash flow. And if we try to understand why, we can see that over the past 18 months, they've had a large increase and inventories. Now, in general, rising inventories for a retail company isn't the greatest thing, but it really depends on what the shelf life of those inventories are. Now, in Dollar General's case, it's something that they have called out that they're working on and they're trying to improve. So, you know, having to cut prices to move inventory is never a good thing because it obviously impacts margins. And in this case, it could have been something as simple as a mismatch in the amount of demand that they thought they were going to get compared to what they actually got. But this seems to have been a continuing problem, at least for the most part, over the past 18 months. And even in these last two quarters, it's rising and it's impacting their operational cash flow. So it's definitely something that they need to get a handle on. And then the other big hitters in terms of operational cash flow are changes in account payable, which is basically they're paying their suppliers actually without the door money in cash. So that obviously impacts operating cash flow. And then just in general, adjustments in accrued expenses which show up in this change in other net operating assets. Now, those aren't the biggest items, but they're the main ones that basically look different than prior years. 
Now, net income has been lower the past two full years than it was at the end of 2020, but the variance in income is much lower than the variance in free cash flow. So there's definitely still some opportunity in terms of free cash flow margin. The change in inventories to me is the biggest one here that needs to be addressed because it plays together with all the other things when it comes to what revenues and demand that they expect to have, as well as overall margins for the business. So with that in mind, let's take a look at Dollar General's profitability real quick. Now, as you can see, they have a gross profit margin of 31.01%, which is slightly below the sector median and pretty much in line with their five-year average. Now, if we look at the net income margin, again, it's 5.59%, which is slightly above their sector median, but then again, below their five-year average. And then last but not least, the levered free cash flow margin is a negative 1.29%. Never good to see that negative, in my opinion. Um, now, obviously, their five-year average is pretty close to what the sector median is, but the biggest issue here is that they have a negative free cash flow margin at this point in time. Now, if we dig into the numbers a little bit to try to see what's going on, what we can see is that it looks like the decline in net income margin versus their five-year average is mainly due to slight rises in both cost of revenues as well as SG&A. And Dollar General's management team has talked about expenses rising a little bit, and that's going to be an important point, especially when we talk about risk to the business and other things that are going on in their existing stores. Now, obviously, we just dug into the free cash flow margin, so we know that it's being impacted significantly over the past year and a half with sharply rising inventories. All right, so let's talk real quick about Dollar General's debt situation. Now, Dollar General has about $18 billion in debt and capital leases versus only $353 million in cash and short-term investments, which equals a net debt position of about $17.6 billion. Now, at first glance, that looks like kind of a concern, but you see that only $7.3 billion of that is actual long-term debt versus capital leases. Now, obviously, when taking capital leases into consideration, that debt situation looks worse, mainly because Dollar General's cash flows have been declining. Now, capital lease payments are going to show up as expenses on the income statement, so long-term debt interest payments are still manageable in the range of $320 million to $450 million a year. And to that point, from an interest coverage ratio perspective, Dollar General is on par with some of their larger competitors, like Walmart and Kroger. Dollar General is at 10.49, Walmart's at 10.36, and Kroger's at 9.65. But Dollar General's debt-to-free cash flow number is negative right now. So to me, that's a concern that's definitely worth watching, mainly because they have had a little bit of headwinds related to their revenues. Because Dollar General's debt position increased 70% over the past four quarters, with the majority of the funds being allocated to share buybacks. Now, those buybacks were likely done at much higher share price ranges of around $200 to $250 a share. So the overall benefit to shareholders is probably pretty questionable based on where they're trading at today. Now, ultimately, it's easy to say in hindsight that that wasn't the right decision, but I think the point is that it looks like their free cash flow was growing at a rate to where they could have funded their own expansion and continue to do a little bit of buybacks. But doing the buybacks at the time they did and taking on debt to do so just looks like it was really unfortunate timing at this point. All right, so now let's talk about some of the risks in Dollar General's business. One, a prolonged economic downturn could severely impact their business outlook. Now, normally Dollar General talks about how their strategy and business model are strengths in just about any economy. And when you look at their decade-long run of revenue growth, that tends to check out. But over the past two quarters, they've had slower than expected revenues that they believe are due to the macroeconomic environment. Now, revenues have continued to grow, mainly due to increased average ticket size, but overall, customer traffic has slowed. 
And while Dollar General's focus on everyday low prices and value should be attractive to customers with less money to spend, it's also likely that their customer base could be some of the hardest hit in an economic slowdown. And in their Q1's earnings call, what I thought was interesting is how they described the slowing of revenues. They said, overall, we had softer than expected sales in the quarter, which we believe was primarily driven by a deterioration in the macroeconomic environment, including headwinds from lower tax refunds than customers expected and reductions in SNAP benefits, as well as unfavorable weather during the months of March and April. Now, I I don't know, maybe I'm just being too harsh, but I don't remember ever hearing such a specifically detailed answer as to why revenues were slowing, at least for like a retail store. And maybe I just don't know, and that's actually pretty normal, but it just seemed kind of weird to me. And lastly, as they've expanded to less rural areas, they've seen more competition from larger competitors like Walmart and Kroger that may offer a larger assortment of products for similar value or competitors like Walgreens and CVS that might offer a similar assortment of products in more convenient locations. Risk number two, issues with store management, employee experience, and customer experience could severely impact their business outlook. Now, Dollar General has had multiple issues related to store management, including being labeled a severe violator by OSHA for multiple workplace safety violations and issues. Staffing's been an ongoing problem for Dollar General as well due to low wages, poor management, and unsafe working conditions. And Bloomberg recently ran a story that quotes former and current workers. And if you're interested in Dollar General, I would highly recommend that you read that article. Now, I know those articles are not meant to paint the company in a good light, but Even knowing that, it's a pretty tough read. Like many retail stores, an increase in theft, or what they call shrink, has impacted Dollar General with over $100 million in impact in the last quarter alone. Now, not only has it impacted their financials, but also the working environment for employees. Mixed with relatively low pay, it has contributed to their inability to consistently keep good workers. Dollar General's management team has a plan to improve working conditions and employee pay and have outlined $150 million of labor investment to make progress on those issues. To me, this is Dollar General's biggest risk because of the potential impact that it has across all of their fundamentals. Whether it's higher pay leading to lower margins, store mismanagement leading to less customers and lower revenue, or just general workplace safety that potentially leads to injury or worse for one of their workers. Now, historically, I know the Dollar Generals put a heavy emphasis on growth and opening new stores, but I really think that getting the operational performance of their existing stores back up to par should be their number one priority, which leads me to risk number three. Risk number three, Dollar General's focus on new stores may impact their ability to improve on mismanagement in their existing stores. Now, Dollar General has been rapidly growing stores for over 15 years, going from 8,000 plus in 2007 to over 19,000 plus in 2022. And that growth story has continued with 1,039 stores being opened in 2022 and originally 1,050 being planned for 2023. Now, they've since reduced that plan to 990 in 2023 as of their Q1 earnings call. But some of their biggest question marks in their business revolve around the management of existing stores, which directly impacts their margins like we just talked about. And while their margins are generally in line or better than their sector, being a discount retailer means that you're already in a low margin business to begin with. Being the Dollar General is already the biggest U.S. retailer by number of stores. It's unclear to me how much additional opportunity there is as it relates to store growth versus improving their performance in their existing stores and getting their margins up. Because Dollar General's expenses have been 
under pressure, and it seems that that's going to continue at least until they get their labor issues corrected. At that point, their margins may or may not be as attractive as they've been in the past. And that's why, to me, getting a handle on their operational performance in their existing stores is a way more critical problem than new store growth, because not having enough focus there is going to have an outsized impact on their fundamentals across the board. Plus, any new store that they own, if they haven't already solved these issues, is just going to add to the problem and have it get bigger and bigger. Okay, so we have a decent idea of what's going on in their business. Let's get to their valuation. So if we take a look at their overview, we see the data that was pulled in. Their price to free cash flow isn't very attractive, but we've talked about their issues that they have with free cash flow right now. So that shouldn't be a surprise. Now, if we look down at their dilution trend, we see that it's down. According to Morningstar, they have a narrow moat. And yes, it has outperformed the S&P 500, although if you look now, the downturn in 2023 has basically changed that story to where it's now underperforming. Okay, so let's take a look at the discounted cash flows. Once we add our cash from operations, our CapEx, and our stock-based comp, we get a fair value price per share of $96.90. Now, obviously, Dollar General is at 108, so it's really not that far off. It's pretty close. But let's talk about our assumptions so we get a better idea of what we're doing. Now, in terms of starting cash flow, I decided to use the average here. Now, the trailing 12 months and the most recent year were a lot lower than the average, but I do feel like anytime there's this type of variability, it's just better to use the average overall. Although in this case, you really are making the assumption that they are going to get back to those previous free cash flow numbers. Now, in terms of starting growth rate, this was a tough one because obviously, if you look at my adjusted free cash flow growth rate, it's negative 10%. And if we go back to Seeking Alpha and we look at their growth measures, we can see that their operating cash flow growth year over year is negative 29%. And their projected operating cash flow growth is less than 1%, which I definitely could have used. There's nothing wrong with that. And even if I look at the free cash flow per share projected growth rate, it's also negative. So these are tough decisions, right, in terms of what I could put in there. So I could easily put a negative number in there. But I guess the way that I look at this is if I'm going to put a negative number in my discounted cash flows, then why am I even looking at the company? Like at that point, like if I think free cash flow is going to go negative, it's probably just not a company that I would want to buy into. And that's just my own personal kind of view. Um, so what I try to do here is not necessarily just use the same number every time, just use one that makes sense in kind of the positive case for the stock. Like if I was really going to look at potentially buying it, what type of scenario could I expect if things go well? And if I don't think that that's going to happen, then I really shouldn't even be looking at it at all. So ultimately what I decided to do was just use 5%. And all I did was take the free cash flow per share projected growth rate and use the five-year average of that. Now, is that very scientific? No, it's not. But the idea here is if Dollar General gets back to some kind of free cash flow growth that can be relatively steady, what would that look like for the stock price? So if we go back and take a look, we see our starting growth rate is 5%. My terminal growth rate is 2.5% and my required rate of return is 12%. Now, if we take a look at the multiples models, in terms of peers, we use Dollar Tree, which makes a lot of sense, BJ's, Walmart, and Kroger. So as it relates to price to cash flows against those peers, Dollar General has a fair value price per share of $82.20. And then just real quick, if we take a look at the price to earnings version, we see when comparing those same peers as it relates to price to earnings, we get a fair value price per share of $195.25. Now this is well above the other valuation methods that we've used so far. And we can see that Dollar General's price to earnings is at just over 11, which seems relatively low. And we're going to talk about that here in a minute. But compared to their peers, it's quite a bit lower. And that's pushing that stock price up. 
And so when we look at all the valuation methods together, we see that the current price is about 108. The analyst mean price is 153.38. And then our valuations are a little bit all over the place with the buy and hold being a 96.90, the multiples valuation with free cash flow being an 82.14, but then the multiples valuation with price to earnings being a 198.25. So if you guys have watched this channel, you know that I like to compare historical price metrics as well, just to get a different view as to how the stock has traded in the past. Now, if we take a look at these price metrics, it's actually pretty interesting because Dollar General is trading at a price to earnings that's the lowest it's ever traded at, according to this data. And, you know, anytime you see that, I think it's natural to kind of automatically assume this is an opportunity, right? Whenever I see that, I get cautious because what I want to know is, here's Dollar General, I have the stock, it's down over 56% year to date, it's trading at the lowest PE it's ever traded at. And what I want to know is, why? Like what is potentially different in their underlying business that wasn't there before that we need to take into consideration now? Now, in terms of price to cash flow, it's relatively cheap at a little over 14. Um, you know, in general, I think the lower it's gotten in the past is maybe around like 11 or 10. But still, a little over 14 is relatively cheap for price to cash flow. You know, 11 for PE is, again, the lowest ever. So from a price metric standpoint, the valuation actually looks pretty good. But when you add it to everything else, you know, they were kind of all over the place. So it's really hard to gauge or get any consistency as to what the stock might be worth. Okay, so we've talked about a lot as it relates to Dollar General. Let's go over some overall thoughts and rate Dollar General with the three criteria that I use to evaluate stocks. Business, operational performance, and valuation. So in terms of business, Dollar General has had steady revenue growth for over 10 years, but it has been slowing in more recent quarters. Same store sales growth is a similar story where it's been pretty strong over the years, but it's been slowing in the most two recent quarters. And then lastly, the guidance that we've gotten from the management team has had some uncertainty with it over the past couple quarters, as well as the economic outlook being a little bit of a question mark in terms of how customers have slowed their traffic to Dollar General. So overall, I would rate Dollar General's business as just okay. In terms of operational performance, Dollar General has showed really good dividend growth at over 15%, but they do have declining margins and negative free cash flow right now, and were labeled an OSHA severe violator for their workplace issues. So in terms of operational performance, I would just rate them as okay. Now, in terms of valuation, their DCF model was about 90% of their current price. Their multiple models were a little bit all over the place, so not really much conclusive there. But in terms of historical price metrics, they're currently trading at their lowest price to earnings ever, which might seem like an opportunity, but is probably a reason to be a little cautious. And so in terms of valuation, I would rate Dollar General just okay. So is Dollar General a buy now? To me, Dollar General is not a buy now. And I know that there'll be people out there that say, oh, but everybody loved this stock at 250. Why don't you love it at 100? And I can't speak to anybody else out there. But to me, what I see is a company that's had a story that has changed pretty quickly towards the negative over the past few quarters. Because they've grown revenues for a decade, but that's slowing now. Their margins are declining as their expenses rise. They have growing issues with theft. Their inventories are piling up. They have store management and labor issues. They heavily increased their debt to do buybacks at 2x the current share price. They're still focused on growing new stores when it seems like getting hold of their operational issues should probably be job one. And probably most importantly, their guidance has changed a lot over the past three quarters. Their outlook from Q4 last year to Q1 was dramatically different, and that story seems to be continuing on. 
So it's hard for investors to really get a good idea of what to expect, especially since the management team's projections have been off a bit for the past few quarters. And what investors don't want is uncertainty. And to me, that's what Dollar General has a lot of right now. Dollar General is in a very low margin business. So any improvements that they need to make for their store management or labor issues is likely going to pressure those margins even more. And while they do pride themselves on everyday low prices and value, their core customer demographic is likely the one that will be impacted the most by a pro prolonged economic slowdown. And while competitors like Walmart are more likely to get a more affluent shopper that might be quote-unquote shopping down, I don't think Dollar General is going to get as much of that. Now, full transparency, I own shares of Walmart, so obviously I'm a little biased because that was part of my investment thesis in them, but just letting you know where I'm coming from. So even though Dollar General has been an amazing growth story, and if you look past the last 18 months or so, the fundamentals look really good. But the things that have happened over the last 18 months aren't great. And when you mix that in with the type of business that they're in, discount retail, and the fact that management's outlook has been off over the past couple quarters with uncertainty into the economy to boot. And I think that's why so many investors are just saying, you know what, I think there's better ideas out there. And personally, I agree with them. Now, in terms of what I would want to see from Dollar General before reevaluating I would want to see what impact their operational improvements are going to have on their margins, and obviously if those improvements have the intended effect. And then I'd also like to see them get back to some steady cash flow generation and growth. At that point, I might be interested in reevaluating. But that's just my take on it. What do you guys think about Dollar General? Are you buying? Let me know down in the comments below. Hope you guys have a great day out there. Financial independence is true freedom, so keep building and stacking wins, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace.